The Chicago White Sox lit off some early fireworks this past weekend in San Francisco. The Sox swept the Giants in the three-game series, capping things off on Sunday with a 13-4 thumping. The Sox have the needed momentum as they begin a critical stretch of games against the AL Central. It all starts on Monday against Minnesota on the South Side. You are locked on White Sox. Your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, Sox fans. Welcome to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Locked on White Sox. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan, recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk White Sox. Locked on White Sox is part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. A 4th of July showdown with the division leader, hopefully lots of in-game fireworks. Has Lucas Giolito finally reemerged? But first... It was a San Francisco sweep. Uh, State of the Sox, 38 and 39. Happy 4th of July. What a series we have here on Monday uh, with the Twins in town. We're going to talk about all of that. Uh, Man, what a weekend for the White Sox. They limped in uh, to San Francisco and beat San Francisco in three games by scores of one to nothing, five to three, and 13 uh, to four. Uh, So that is done. Now we look forward to 19 divisional games here in the month of July. You've got three versus Minnesota, four uh, versus Detroit, four at Cleveland, four at Minnesota, your all-star game break, and then four uh, versus Cleveland. Uh, so it was a uh, it was a great weekend for the Sox. Uh, we're going to break down uh, all games, including uh, Sunday's thumping. Uh, but also keep in mind, you know, we've got the momentum now, but it's really going to matter uh, with these series against the AL Central uh, opponents. Um, why don't we kick things off and go way back to Friday? Uh, some interesting news and notes uh, happening. Uh, before each of the games, some things that players have said, as well as Tony LaRusa, hearing from Liam Hendricks uh, pregame uh, Friday. Uh, this is something he said before the series started. Uh, he said, This is a very critical stretch for us. It's definitely make or break to help the front office clarify what we're doing this year, whether it's a good year, whether it's a sit and wait year, but we need in this clubhouse to figure it out and take care of some business. Uh, And that got me kind of excited as a Sox fan. Uh, I love Liam Hendricks coming out and saying that. Uh, Waiting on him. It should be uh, Monday here. We should see him and maybe even Adam Engel uh, getting back with the club. But 
Love that uh, statement from Hendricks. Uh, it is time for the White Sox to kind of announce uh, who they are. And I thought, hey, San Francisco helped us out with their defense, uh, but the Sox still had to capitalize, uh, and they did. Uh, on Friday, lots to talk uh, about with Lurie Garcia. Of course, he had, uh, you know, kind of some interesting at-bats in the Anaheim series. Uh, there was a moment where uh, maybe uh, last Wednesday he could have been a pinch hit for Andrew Vaughn. We found out that he was resting. Um, a lot of numbers coming out of, of regarding Lurie Garcia before Friday's game. And of the 54 games, this is going into Friday, into the San Francisco series, of the 54 games this year that Lurie Garcia has played, 46 have been starts. Uh, Sox were something like 16 and 30 when he did start. Uh, and if you put Lurie's slash line amongst qualified batters, he would have the fifth worst batting average, worst OPB, second worst slugging, worst OPS, and worst OPS uh, plus. Uh, so just a little bit of reference for Lurie Garcia as we begin to talk about uh, Friday. Of course, Sachs won a nail biter, one to nothing to kick things off in the weekend. They scored one run in the ninth inning, six hits, seven strikeouts. They walked three times and had one extra base hit. It was a double by Andrew Vaughn. Uh, Sacks were one for five with runners in scoring position. Of course, that lone run driven on by none other than Lurie the legend Garcia in the ninth inning to score Hastley. Uh, so a lot of talk about Lurie coming into that game, and uh, he comes through with a really clutch hit uh, in a late, late game if you stayed up for that uh, on Friday. Uh, Lance Lynn was your pitcher. Uh, he went six innings, three hits, zero earned runs, uh, gave up a couple walks, had five strikeouts. He's got his ERA at five, uh, 4.50. He threw 104 pitches on Friday night. And Kelly Banks and Graveman uh, came in for relief. Those are three names that are pretty popular this past weekend. Uh, so let's go into Saturday. And, of course, uh, Tony LaRusso had some thoughts on Garcia uh, this was uh, a quote uh, that I found pretty interesting. Uh, Larusa said in regards to Garcia, he's a big time player. He got a big time hit, and that was a big time arm out there. He's special. I mean, that was huge for us. And you got to give credit to Lurie Garcia. Give credit where credit is uh, due. He had a a few hits over the weekend. Not a bad little weekend uh, for Lurie Garcia. Played in uh, several different positions uh, as well. Um, not a bad month for Mr. Dylan Cease. Uh, he was pitching on Saturday, and he, before uh, he started the game on Saturday, found out that he was named AL Pitcher of the Month. Cease went 2-1 and one with a .33 ERA, 45 strikeouts, and a .9 two uh, average that opponents hit off him in five starts in June. Uh, this is what Cease had to say. It's a great honor. I'm excited and happy for it. I've got to give a lot of credit to Reese and Sebi. It's definitely an exciting honor. And there aren't a lot of White Sox pitchers in history, really, folks, that have, uh, have gotten a, a month award like that. Uh, you almost have to go back uh, years. I mean, they they gobbled him up in 2005 and even a little bit in 2006, but uh, it doesn't happen all the time. So 
uh, pretty great for uh, some love being directed to Dylan Cease. Uh, and he threw on Saturday. Sox won. It was a close one, but beat the Giants 5-3 to three on Saturday. It was really gift-wrapped uh, for the Sox by San Francisco. Boy, they had a lot of defensive issues all weekend long. Uh, the final offensive line for the Sox, five runs, eight hits, uh, capitalizing on San Francisco's two errors. Uh, they struck out five times, uh, walked once, a couple doubles from Gavin Sheets, swinging the bat a lot better since coming back from Charlotte. Imagine if he started in Charlotte and got his swing and confidence going at the beginning of the season. Uh, anyway, Sox were two for seven with runners in scoring position on Saturday. Seas uh, pitched a pretty good game, five innings, uh, four hits, one earned run, uh, three walks, four strikeouts, gave up a home run. His ERA sits at 2.51. Banks, Kelly, Graveman coming in relief. Uh, very similar to Friday, uh, but they were uh, names, again, you want to think about uh, going into Sunday. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, this was a quote from Cease. Uh, after his performance, it wasn't my sharpest and I wasn't able to go deep because I didn't execute well. I didn't get ahead, but I kept us in there. Uh, if you're watching the game or maybe you read about it after, there was a moment uh, a few innings before he came out where it looked like he pulled something in his leg, knee issue, groin. He was trying to stretch a little bit. Everybody came out, trainers, cats, Larusa to check on him. Uh, and this is what Cease had to say about that. Uh, he said, a little groin tenderness for a pitch, and then it just went away. Uh, through the course of a season, we're never going to feel 100%, uh, just a little mild soreness, and I'll work through it. Uh, it'll be fine, nothing too serious. So good uh, hearing on that quote. We, I'm sure they're going to put him through a battery of tests, though, and uh, hoping that everything is okay because the way he's been throwing, we need him to stay in the rotation. Uh, some close games on Friday and Saturday, but Sunday, the series finale uh, was a no doubter, a much needed momentum builder. Going to get to more uh, on that in a moment. From the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk built bar, uh, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given Coconut Brownie Chunk the puffs treatment. That's right, the Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar flavor you love and a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. Uh, but please stop drooling and listen to this. They are also good for you. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and all delicious. Coconut Brownie Chunk Puffs are only here for a limited time. Go to Built.com now to make sure you don't miss out. All Built Bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. The best part about Built Puffs is, of course, they taste amazing, but you can enjoy them guilt-free because they are actually good for you. They are the perfect treat. Uh, perfect when you've got a craving, when you need to satisfy your sweet tooth, or if you need a quick, healthy snack, they are an excellent source of protein. Delicious coconut, rich, sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow. Uh, go to built.com to order your box of coconut brownie chunk builts right now. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15. 
15. Okay, Sunday, uh, a little news and notes before the game. As I kind of talked uh, about at the beginning of the episode, we're hearing that Liam Hendricks and even Adam Engel uh, may be expected to return to the White Sox on Monday, uh, possibly Aloy Jimenez uh, soon. Uh, he's been getting some outfield action in Charlotte. We'll see how he feels. Uh, the Sox have got some interesting decisions roster-wise and lineup-wise when everybody starts coming back healthy. Good problems to have, I guess. Uh, some information on Kelly. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, technically not written into a contract, just an agreement. Uh, and the reason for this uh, regarding you know his injury that he was coming off to uh, this past offseason. And what I'm alluding to is the fact that uh, Kelly, you know, hasn't been pitching in back-to-back days. And that was something that was kind of talked about with White Sox front office uh, heading into the season. And that was something they were going to try to wait until July 1st. So no back-to-back games until July 1st. We saw that happen over the weekend. And Friday and Saturday, Kelly was, was in games back-to-back. Uh, interesting stuff. Uh, Tanner Banks, in, in terms of bullpen and relief, Tanner Banks pitched Saturday and, I'm sorry, Friday and Saturday. Three innings, two walks, three strikeouts, helped the Sox get out of some critical jams. Those were tight games on Friday and Saturday. So Banks, Kelly, Graveman seeing a lot of work the first two games of the series. Uh, all three were unavailable for the game on Sunday. Thankfully, as we're going to talk about, uh, they did not really, we didn't really need their services. Um, Chicago White Sox uh, batting average with runners in scoring position, uh, 0.254, 13th in all of baseball heading into the game, 26th in home runs. They only hit three in their last 11 games. You can now change that to three in their last 14 games as the Sox didn't hit a single home run uh, during this weekend sweep of the Giants. Also heading into Sunday, Jake Berger had not batted at all on the road trip. Finally saw a little bit of action late in the game, pinch hitting. And Robert struggling a little bit. 22 for his last 71 in his last 17 games. Uh, You've noticed he just can't seem to lay off that slider, swinging at pitches outside the zone, and uh, the script is out on him a bit. Uh, He changed his fortunes a little bit on Sunday. So San Francisco had a bullpen game. Uh, first inning, Tim Anderson leads off with a double, couple missed opportunities, and we strand TA there. You're thinking, oh, no, Sunday getaway game. This can't be good. Is this a sign of things to come? Second inning, Giants throwing some leather. Yastrzemski makes his third catch in a row out in right field. Uh, Gavin Sheets put a charge into one, but Yastrzemski throwing some leather early. A third inning is when things start getting uh, good for the Sox offense. Harrison led off with a single. Sebi did strike out. Uh, Tim Anderson with a ground ball to short. Uh, the throw to second flies into short right field, telling you about that San Francisco defense. It was poor. Uh, more bad defense by the Giants. Runners at the corners uh, with one out. Vaughn strikes out. Then Robert talking about him just, just – couple moments ago with a two out two rbi base hit to right field it's two nothing socks fairly early let's go to the fourth the legend leary garcia one out double to right field sebi zavala with an rbi single 
uh, three nothing sacks. How about Zavala, man? He has been swinging the bat over the last week or so. Uh, fifth inning, three straight hits to start the inning. Sloppy defense once again by San Francisco. Bases loaded, nobody out. Gavin Sheets, bases clearing double, six nothing socks. Could have had more, uh, but that was it for them in that inning. Eighth inning, socks continue to pile it on. Garcia, Harrison, then Zavala again with an RBI double. Seven one socks. Uh, Tim Anderson walked. Bases loaded, nobody out. Vaughn with a two RBI base hit. It's nine to one socks. Abreu with a fielder's choice. Ten to one socks after the eighth inning. Ninth inning, Sox tacked on a few more when San Francisco just basically put a warm body into pitch. Sox haven't had a laugher in a while, uh, but what Sunday was one of those games. 13 runs, 17 hits, several extra base hits, but zero home runs. Sox were eight for 21 with runners in scoring position. I'd like seeing some of that two-out offense keep the line Moving, it could have been worse. I mean, this could have gotten into the 20s. Sox had several uh, situations where they had bases loaded, nobody out, or runners on second and third with nobody out. And, you know, San Francisco tacked a few runs on late in the game, which we're going to talk about, but this was a no doubt win, uh, a great win uh, to cap off the weekend series. Uh, is Lucas Giolito finally back? Has the Lucas Giolito that we all know and love uh, reemerged? Uh, if Sunday was any indication, I think we are all in for a real treat. Uh, more on that in a moment. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports uh, developments, league reviews, and of course, all Major League Baseball news. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, e-sports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season, BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Uh, how about Le Lucas Giolito? He was the man of the hour on Sunday. How was he going to follow up on his previous outing? That was, of course, against the Angels, where he went six uh, innings, gave up six hits, only two earned runs, a walk, and six strikeouts. Uh, so first inning on point, three up, three down, three strikeouts. Changeup was working, floating, kind of like a knuckleball, floating like a butterfly. Leads off the second inning with his fourth a straight strikeout, changeup once again, dancing uh, for those Giants. I got his fifth strikeout on a slider, struck out the side six strikeouts through two innings, uh, 40 pitches. Third inning, uh, Gio with another strikeout. He's had seven strikeouts in 55 pitches after three innings. Uh, fourth inning, uh, Tim Anderson could not make an over-the-shoulder catch while running out to center field. It like popped out of his glove. It was ruled a hit. So how does Giolito respond? That was the first hit giving up at the time. Uh, Mancata battling the sun made an acrobatic catch at third. Uh, no injury from Mancata, thankfully. He felt weird on his shoulder. I thought something was going to happen, but th thankfully he popped right back up, finished the game. 
Giolito pitched around it, responded well to that. Sixth inning, we'll fast forward to at 81 pitches to start the inning. Uh, you got Kelly, Banks, and Graveman unavailable. So good start so far, not getting into the bullpen. Jack Peterson uh, with an RBI triple, though. It was 6-1 to one Sox at that point. Uh, some more great defense by the Sox. This time Harrison at second base. Gio at 100 pitches with two outs and a runner on second and gets out of the inning. So Gio's final line, six innings, three hits, one earned run, two walks, seven strikeouts, his ERA, 4.90, back-to-back outings of six innings pitched. Uh, That's a great sign. Uh, And he looked it, too. He looked confident, comfortable. Uh, And again, that changeup, that pitch of his was dancing. I don't think a lot of Giants hitters have seen it before, and it showed. Uh, So again, no Graveman, no Kelly, no Banks. It was Foster, Velasquez, who gave up three earned runs late in the game, and then Ruiz to clean things up. Uh, Johnny Cueto kicks things off for the Sox against the Twins. It is a 4th of July showdown. You got the Paul Canerco uh, bobblehead that has got some Captain America vibes to it. First 12,000 are going to get their hands uh, on that bobblehead. Kind of an odd number, I thought. Uh, normally it's 20,000. Maybe you want to make it 14,000 because he's the number 14, but 12,000. I wonder if it's uh, you know trying to discourage folks from tailgating and trying to get people in the park as soon as possible to uh, buy up some concessions. I don't know, but it's a really nice looking bobblehead. And you know me, I'm going to try to get in that line as early as I possibly can to secure my Paul Canerico, Captain America inspired uh, bobblehead. But the real action is the game. This is a, a stretch for the White Sox, a lot of division opponents. This is going to be a telling month, as Liam Hendricks stated before uh, Friday's game in San Francisco. This is going to let uh, management know where this Sox team is. Sox did good uh, for themselves, got the momentum going in. How will they respond? Um, you know, Twins coming in with a little bit of chip on their shoulder, uh, staying in first place now here early July. Uh, but I can't wait to see what Cueto has in store. And uh, if these if these hot bats can stay hot and if we can get maybe some power going, some in-game fireworks. Hey, folks, thanks so much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcasts. Uh, we are on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Socks. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. Now make your second listen Lockdown MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on the next episode, I'll recap the series opener with the Minnesota Twins. Hopefully, Uh, talking about a White Sox winner. Have a safe and happy uh, 4th of July. Really appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Murawski. Until next time, go Sox.